재미와 지식의 오디오 라이프 팝빵. This is Koreascape on TBS EFM 101.3 in Seoul. Our global family is back in the studio, and once again, we're going to take a peek into the lives of two intercultural couples and all of the possible cultural perspectives that that can offer. Our couples are a Spanish wife and a Korean husband by the names of Anne and Hwan Sok, and a Mexican husband and a Korean wife by the names of Marco and Hannah. Hey, everybody. Hi. Hi. So statistically speaking, uh, this moment in the calendar marks the peak of the holiday travel season here in Korea. So we thought we would, um, you know, kind of uh, talk about travel and daydream a bit about some destinations and uh, figure about what kind of sort of things you like to do in terms of travel from a cultural perspective. And, you know, we don't have to get too academic about it. I guess a good place to start, since you're both married couples, is honeymoons. Where did you guys choose to go for honeymoons? Anna and Hwansok, where'd you go? We didn't have a honeymoon. What? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You millennials, I'll tell (laughs) you. Hannah and Marco, where did you go? We didn't have a honeymoon also. Okay, did somebody get rid of honeymoons in the last... (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of, you know, popular to not have To not have one. (laughs) No, No, I think the problem actually is the distance because, like, we travel a lot. We do travel a lot since I'm from Mexico. She's from Korea. I suppose the case of Anne is the same. It's... um, Expensive, you know. So it's a cost thing. Yeah, the, the cost is very high. So mm. now, now when we got married, um, to organize everything was already expensive. And in Mexico, um, that's different as it's in Korea. The honeymoon is not as important as the party. Ah, you want to have a big family party yes, kind of thing and family business. It's, it's more like a friend, friends and family parties. Very uh-huh. like three hundred, four hundred people invited. It's very expensive. Okay. So uh, normally you prioritize this party uh, instead of the honeymoon trip. Anne and Juan Sok, was it also a cost thing in your world? No, but we didn't have like any money for the wedding and any money for... for yeah, so it's a cost-saving. That's fine. Mm-hmm. There's honor in that. But it, I'm, 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 I'm surprised that you didn't uh, do something, you know, and kind of call it a honeymoon. You know, like mm-hmm. you could have just driven up the road somewhere and, and called that honeymoon. Yeah, we made several trips actually in mexico okay. we traveled before yeah before you get married that doesn't count <laughs> <laughs> well yeah but for me it's not a honeymoon <laughs> yeah, yeah. you're not married wasn't, yet yes, exactly. wasn't very important well it's not very important for me to mm. have a big honeymoon like to cancun or i don't know to bali is the honeymoon concept out of date and you're pretty much the youngest person in the room is it an is it an outdated concept Yeah, it's totally outdated. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I have I, I don't know. That. I mean, um, <laughs> I think the, the concept of the honeymoon is just uh, to spend some time with your, with your new like, husband or new, new wife. Mm. But uh, you can just do the same uh, without going very far or without spending a lot of money. So, I don't know. I think it's... Staycation it, moon kind of thing. Yeah, it, I think it's very outdated. Okay. I, I do like honeymoon trips. I, I do think it's important, actually, for new oh. couples, especially when they're like traditional way of marrying, when you're supposed to not know very good your new husband or new sure. wife. 
it is important to have this trip, I, I think. Yeah. We well, were living together for. Time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't want I mean, my honey trip. <laughs> they're not as cookie cutter as they were perhaps like in my parents' era. Mm-hmm. You would go on a cruise to Puerto Rico and exactly. you'd do this and you'd have a fruity drink with an umbrella mm-hmm. and then you were officially married when you came back. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but I think uh, people are. diversifying the honeymoon or like you guys just kind of doing away with it and just calling it trips Mm. so let's rephrase the question we won't make it about honeymoons we can say if you guys as couples are going to take trips are you going to try to make it a romantic trip or are you going to try to make it a like an adventure trip Hansok if you guys were going to make a uh, trip and, and you were the main planner and you could decide Would you make it more of an adventure trip or more of a romantic destination? Uh, I prefer the, the challenge. Challenge. To, to discover some place, their new place or a new restaurant. Mm. Not the favorite. Actually, we don't well, want to. That's actually still kind of romantic, exploring new restaurants. Yes, mm. it's some romantic world. Uh, many people go to the famous place, famous restaurant. Okay. It's kind of the discovery. It's Both, I think, is romantic. The remember just for us yeah. and challenge it to discover new things. When you said challenge, I thought you meant, you know, you were going to take Anne ice fishing in <laughs> Alaska or something like oh that. Oh, my God, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Anne, does that sync up with what you want to do? Go and explore new challenging food categories? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well... Um, Most of the times we are very lazy when we plan the trips, so we we always go very unplanned. So instead of um, going uh, to all the places that are recommended to to go in some certain destination, we we always end up in weird places, meeting new people, and it and I don't know. I think it's. I think it's actually very good because uh, we have like different memories from mm. the same destination as other people. It helps to build in sort of some gray space or some white space. Say, we're just going to be there and whatever happens, happens. Whatever we find, we find. That's not everybody's philosophy. Um, I have a friend, God bless her, in Hong Kong who is absolutely excruciating to travel with because every single minute and moment must be accounted for. Uh, You know, first we're going to go there, and then we're going to walk 10 meters to the left, and there's going to be a church, and then we're going to walk 10 meters to the right. Plan by plan by plan. Squeeze it all. Hannah, are you a planning traveler or a just-go-and-be kind of traveler? Well, now with Marco, I don't plan anything. Because I do it? No, <laughs> no, because because I I don't know. Before I met Marco, I was more like planning everything and and investigating always for what I am gonna do. But now is more relaxed and mm. just enjoy the moment. Okay. I changed my motto, so you mellowed her out, Marco. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like more out. Latin style. So <laughs> Latin <laughs> I think style. it's very good because. I before I was just worrying about what am I going to do and where to go, uh-huh. where to eat, what about what should I do here, you know, th- to make it count. Would it But, be unfair? Would it be uh, an unfair generalization to say perhaps Asians, Koreans um, want to pack more into a travel itinerary than perhaps Westerners? Uh, Westerners might be kind of more comfortable with a looser itinerary. Maybe, maybe, but 
Well, I think in, well, nowadays, people, um, people are more, I don't know, enjoying the moment. I think They that's are, right, yeah. yeah. Like YOLO style. Right. Yeah, people, young, younger people are And Lagom. more... Have you all heard of Lagom? Lagom? It's like this Swedish word. It's kind of like Hige and all this. We ah, don't have to get okay. deep. No, What yeah. were you saying about younger people, Hana? Ah, well, younger people seek more the, I don't know, the enjoy of the moment. Like, um, don't plan anything. Just go and there and, mm. and whatever you take. Yeah. Also, I think that your priorities change according also as you grow. I was... more like opening to traveling anywhere like ah, ah, let's go there and see there what we can do and let's sit here because it looks just mm. good nowadays i don't feel anymore like that i do want to I, i i'm still not like the very scheduled kind of person but i do want to know where i'm going and what we're gonna do that sure. there is now i plan more than before sort of a strategic plan yeah, but yeah, then yeah. in the individual moments you can have freedom yeah yeah choose. completely completely that's that's my ideal of a trip mm. nowadays where do you two stand on the uh, challenge versus romantic uh, marco and hannah well romantic well i i will go for romantic no i don't know actually if the word romantic applies i want to go to travel where i don't do anything Okay. You know, like I don't want to move a finger in a trip <laughs> without kids. <and laughs> yeah, yeah, no, just no lying yeah, on just, the beach. And, yeah, and people bring me my umbrella uh, drink. <laughs> yeah, that's what I watch. I went on a quote-unquote romantic trip to Bali one time, Bali, and we climbed a volcano at four in the morning because we were so ambitious and wanted to see things and stuff. And we were out cold for the rest of the day. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh. Anne An and Hanzo, what's your um, most memorable trip that you've taken together? It could even just be a small weekend trip. Well, it was to um, this. Well, last year when we went to Japan for my visa, mm. and I don't know, it was great. Uh, it was the second time we were in Osaka, mm-hmm. but um, we didn't see the most touristic places. We we went to. On other um, small neighborhoods nice. and made a lot of uh, Japanese friends, uh, ate a lot of delicious food. Um, when went to see like um, some temples in in the countryside, and it was very beautiful. That sounds like a perfect way to travel. I mean, to go and ask key local people in a very humble way, mm-hmm. right? And they'll know. They'll take you to like the quieter spots, the non-tourist spots. Juan Sok, when uh, Anne says you guys ate delicious food, what what food do you remember from Osaka as your your favorite? The, I remember the type of sashimi. All the sashimi. The, we yeah. we met the one of pre- my friends. The we we knew from Spain. He he was like a guide. The local guys uh, he pre- uh, introduced the. The local food like sashimi. Mm-hmm. The, there, there were anybody. There was not anybody. The tourist, just the local, just Japanese. So we ate a lot, and she, she, and doesn't like the sashimi or the like raw food. Really, I don't mm. like raw food, but that that uh, that sashimi like was really, really, really good. Right. Yeah, it's I. Uh, it's hard not to. I'm sure there are people who don't like the texture of sashimi and kue, uh, but I love it. Mm. So yeah, amazing. I love it too, so. Yeah, um, I, I don't know what it is about travel, 
but even people who like each other can end up fighting when they travel. I don't know what it is. It sort of heightens all of your sensations or something like that. Or maybe you have a different concept of time when you travel. Who knows? But have you guys ever ended up fighting on a, or let's not say fighting, arguing, discussing actively anything on a trip? No, I don't remember. We do argue, but not because of the trip. It's just because we like a family normal. We just argue anyway. It's a sign of comfort, isn't yeah. it? When you're comfortable with each other and you can have quick little arguments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so trips are not excluded in those. But no, for the specific reason of a trip, no, we haven't argued with that. Okay. Oh, with the kids. It's tra- we travel to Mexico once with the kids. Mm. And yeah, of course we argue. It's very 17 hours yeah, from the, the airport yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you ended up trying, uh, see what you have to look forward to Anne and Hansel. <laughs> um, <laughs> what, what about you guys yeah we argued yeah uh, about what though m- most of the times it's because because of food oh really yeah for example um, because I I like coffee and something sweet for breakfast and Hansel wants to eat rice and, ah. and soup so I've heard that before yeah, and Hansel was Right? Do you remember too, Marco? Yeah, yeah, I remember that one. Mar- uh, Hansok was complaining that, like, at night when people should eat meals, you want to eat a muffin. Yeah. Mm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stereo, I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> I too didn't understand also Hannah's uh, habits until I let her do, do whatever you want. I will have my, I don't know, like my cereal, and you can have your miyoku, and then we're happy. <laughs> mm. We don't get each other. Into sort it. of like the yes, dear school of yeah. whatever you want. Yeah. Okay. Easier. <laughs> <laughs> well, what? How do you? I mean, do you try to avoid conflict and, and arguing and all that, or do you just take that as sort of par for the course? It's going to happen. Let's just do it. I mean, some some couples try to stay conflict free. They try to, I don't know, be more generous during travel times because it's mm-hmm. like a special time. Yeah, I, I do agree with that. It's not, I think with, uh, when we travel, we are more a little more patient than normal. That mm. that is true. Also, if we don't have kids, it's easier. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and I think very important for us also is to try to define exactly the idea of the travel for both of us. Mm. If we want to rest, or if we want to walk a lot and meet uh, and, and know all the cultural places of of, of a uh, that. That makes difference because if I want to rest and she wants to, I don't know, go to museums, then we enter into a conflict. But if we are both in the same channel, then it's easier. What are your sort of uh, personal recommendations in terms of where to go? Do you have one place where you go, you got to go there, you got to check it out? Mexico must have a ton of those. Spain must have a ton of those. Yeah. And... Uh, well, are your recommendations from Spain or elsewhere? If I had to recommend uh, somebody uh, what to visit in Spain, I would avoid the major cities like Barcelona, Madrid. And I would recommend maybe three places. Uh, one, San Sebastian, which is a city in the north, mm-hmm. very known for the for the cuisine. And, and, and I think uh, it has one of the best uh, urban beaches in the world. Mm. And also I would recommend Tenerife. It's... Um, a small island in the Canary Islands, uh, which has very like uh, very beautiful natural surroundings and also added for the for the wine tasting experience. Tenerife, it's located where in what islands? Canary Islands. Canaria. Oh, okay. What was the last one? Rioja. 
Rioja. Uh, Rioja, yeah. Mm. Rioja for the wine. Okay, well, yeah. I, I've, I remember that from some wine bottles. I didn't know it was an actual ah. place I could yeah. go to. <laughs> I always thought Rioja meant yes. something like uh, red or something mm. like that. But no, it's a place. Yeah, yeah it's a place. Well, there's an, a, a little bit of a... Viñedos, a lot of viñedos, very beautiful. Mm-hmm. Viñedos, I'd just mm. bike ride from one viñedo to the next. Yeah. Mm. That would be so much fun. I did that in Italy, actually, in the uh, Chianti region. Really? I Vineyard, vineyard, over vineyard, and you can be drinking a, a little yeah. bit of wine. It's a little, it's like Napa Valley or yeah, any exactly. wine region. You can just place. pop yeah. in, right? Yes. Mm. Can you even imagine a better trip than that? Yeah. Well, let's try. Uh, how about Mexico or elsewhere, Marco? What do you think? Well, uh, in Mexico, the, uh, we have like a lot of tourist places. A lot, of, and it, it depends on of taste. We have everything, like like even from like Cancun, the very big tourist places, beautiful beach, or um, like a very small towns, Guanajuato. It's a very beautiful colonial town. The south of Mexico is also, they have this jungle and mm-hmm. very small like towns Yucatan, in the middle of the jungle. Chiapas. Yucatan, his architectural, historical places, the Mayan, the Nahuatl. Uh, there's everything. And in the north of Mexico, is like very industrial places, also beautiful in their own way. What's the, in Mexico, is it... Um you can can you go off the beaten path? Can you, as a solo traveler or a backpack traveler, is it safe enough to kind of mosey around? Uh, it depends on. Um, it is safe if you follow like the tourist places. Okay. If you go to dangerous places, of course, it's dangerous. All right. So, so some countries. I mean, in some parts. You need to exercise some caution. It's not... Uh, yeah, there is places when you can go tr- by, by yourself, but there's like tourist places. Even not that famous, but still beautiful. Mm. But tourists uh, at mm-hmm. the end. Mm-hmm. If you go alone in the middle of the jungle or you go in, alone in, to an, in the north, into a, the, I don't know, the desert, of course it's dangerous. And, and, yeah. It's good uh, to bear to Any person, is, is, is mm-hmm. even a Mexican, go there is dangerous. Sure. But um, if not, then it is safe. It's very safe. We got to represent with Korea here, um, Hannah and Juanto. Uh, what do you reckon uh, in terms of Korean destinations, or if you prefer Korean opinions about different destinations? Well, I think Jeju Island is very famous. Of course, we got to get Jeju into but the mix, it's right? Very too too famous now. It's the Hawaii of Korea. Sorry. It's the Hawaii ah, of yeah. Korea. <laughs> We're always reminded of that. Well, well I recommend uh, Gyeongju too. Gyeongju, Gyeongju? Well, yeah, where you can um, watch, uh, see all the temples, palaces, mm. and tombs. Have you heard about Tongyeong? Tongyeong, I, I did. I haven't go go there yet. Jennifer Chang, our contributor, loves the oysters there. Yeah, <laughs> she's been telling me about it recently. Yeah, yeah. I, I would love to We're go there. Hanzo, mm-hmm. what do you reckon? Uh, I recommend Gyeongju, too. Gyeongju mm-hmm. is most historical historical city in Korea, I think. And Andong, uh, you can see the very traditional or the the place. Sure. And I recommend the JSE Joint Secret Area too. Yeah, mm-hmm. that yeah. was the very first thing I went to. Why yeah. do you recommend it, Hanzo? Because it's, the JSE exists only in Korea. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yes, so I I highly recommend. Even I didn't go before. Well, were, were you in the military here in Korea? Yes. So you might have seen it from that perspective. Were you ever serving up there? No? Uh, I was the more north. Yeah, you the, were at the very north. Yeah, right? very north. The close to just uh, two kilometers mm. from the North Korea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So a lot of young, Korean young men in the army will see the, the, the border uh, mm. from that perspective. But it's also super interesting 
uh, if a little bit scary, from a tourist perspective. Marco, uh, have you gone up to the JSA? No, no, not yet. Uh, but I, I do want to go. And Pan Munjom, th- yeah. have you gone, Anne? No, I haven't. But I want to go because um, living in South Korea, like I still feel that uh, this, like I do not feel like there's any like conflict still, like mm. um, like very visible conflict sure. between the South and the North. But I would like to go to to see that it is real. That's right. You really feel it up mm-hmm. there. You mm-hmm. feel the protocols, and you can look right across, of course, and you can sort of um, sense the tension. Mm-hmm. You know, as a guy who was working in news way back when, that's the first place I wanted to go to to look across into and to hear the stories of the the conflict and stuff. I guess it it is one of the defining things of Korea because Korea is all about duality, right? Yeah. North South. Old, new, mm-hmm. young, old. Uh, mm-hmm. That, to me, is one of the most uh, fascinating parts yeah, of Korea. Sure. Some of my favorite Korea photographs mm-hmm. are like where there's all hanoks and stuff in the foreground and skyscrapers mm. in the background, <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, next trip, where are you guys going to go for your next trip, do you reckon? Your dream trip. The oh, honeymoon, honeymoon you never had. Yeah. <laughs> where, where are you going to take me to my honeymoon? Well, I thought... To France, nice. maybe. Oh, France! Yeah, I've idea. never been in France. Neither so. do I. Really? Yeah. Cool. Mm. That's Paris. where my Hong Kong friend and I had a huge fight, by the way, because uh. she wanted to plan every square meter of every day, and I got us a little bit lost in a neighborhood, and she just exploded. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> But <laughs> that's a funny part. <laughs> France, Paris, and maybe the uh, vineros of uh, yeah, France and the south. Hansok and Anne, your next trip or your your dream trip? Well, I I I have always dreamed about um, going to the U- uh, to the U.S. Mm. and re- renting a van, renting just driving across and yeah. and driving from one side of the country to the other, and going to Las Vegas and marrying Juan Sok and, <laughs> and really Elvis married. would marry you. The two no, of you? I will be Elvis and Juan Sok will be Marilyn. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> that is not at all what I expect. <laughs> Hansok as Marilyn. Maybe we could arrange yeah, for the yeah. subway great wind to blow yeah. Hansok's white dress up. Uh, that's an image that's going to stay with me pretty much for the rest of the week. Guys, uh, I, I hope you guys get around to those honeymoons, if it's relevant. If not, I hope you just have some good travels in the future. Thanks very much for coming in. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you.